So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. All right, I got one here on the Real Estate Rockstars Facebook group. Pat, you are the best. Love the way you deconstruct the agents and get valuable information for new agents like me, Avatar Singh. Thank you, Avatar. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast, so give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, rock stars. I have a great guest today. I got Connie Carlson coming from Atlanta, Georgia at Live Love Atlanta. And we are going to get deep into all things real estate. Connie, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Hey, Connie, why don't you tell everybody about yourself so they get to know you better? A little bit about myself. Well, I like to start with, I grew up on a dairy farm in Iowa. So if you've ever seen the movie Field of Dreams, uh, that was my, my dad planted that corn. So I uh, grew up baling hay and milking cows. And I think that helped me build a really strong work ethic. Um, so I grew up in Midwest, but moved to Atlanta in 1994 and was a commercial real estate appraiser for Arthur Anderson. So I've appraised everything from Union Pacific Railroad right away to Mall of America, um, which was a great experience. Wow. Well, let me stop you. You appraised the Mall of America? Yeah. Well, and it wasn't just your typical appraisal. We had approved the intangible value to the government. <laughs> So, yeah. That's crazy. God, that must have been a couple year long project, right? Or, I mean, Monster of America is what we called it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Fascinating. Okay. Keep going. So anyway, um, I stopped working when my daughter was born and I remember the day I was cleaning the toilet when she was in middle, in kindergarten and I thought, I did not go to college for this. Like I couldn't pay somebody to clean my toilet. So I thought, well, I'll just get into residential real estate because it's a good mommy job. You know, I could be free to be home when the kids get off the bus. So that was in 2004. And I, um, I remember the day I went to the, I was a Keller Williams agent. I went, there was 62 agents in the office and I went to the first uh, sales meeting and they gave us a list of the top 20 agents in the office. And I looked at that list and I thought, well, I want to be on that list. Hmm. So the next year, 2005, I was the number one top producer in the office. And by then we had 120 agents. So my little part-time mommy job uh, changed uh, pretty quickly. And wow. um, so, so I went through that, uh, had a little team, always had an assistant. 2007 rolled around and things started to be weird, you know. And I met Sean Rawls, who's the OP of a bunch of offices here in Atlanta, 
And I ended up being the team leader for the Keller Williams Dunwoody office in 2008, 2009. So it was a great experience. I loved being part of the Rawls group, um, learned a ton, but I was driving from, I was driving three hours a day in my car and wow. yeah, it was, we, we went to a bowl class and they said, write down what a life worth living looks like to you. And I just started crying. I was like, we're supposed to be God family business. And I got this all messed up right now. So went back into production January 1st, 2010. I was the number one individual producer in the office again in 2010. So I picked it right back mm. up. Yeah. In a down market. Yeah. Well, it was funny. I was in the top 10 in our county and I think my GCI was 130,000, which is. <laughs> 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 hey, you know, I mean, and that was GCI too. Let give us some perspective. It was only eight years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. So um, then I had a little team cranking along and decided that I wanted to be a maps coach. So I became a maps coach and had 35 agents. I was coaching around the country. Plus, I had my team uh, read the one thing, and I was trying to figure out my one thing because I felt like I had two things going, two businesses. Um, and when it came right down to it, my sister, who owns the Remax office in Ames, Iowa, who's also my rock star agent, she sent me a quote by Zig Ziglar, and it said, you don't build a business, you build people, and the people will build your business. Mm, okay. And I decided that I was I like was that. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, it was, it's been on my wall forever. <laughs> I was going to build people and build my own business. So that was in 2014. And by the end of 2014, there were seven of us working in a 720 square foot office. We couldn't even all come to the office at the same time. So I decided that we needed to move out. At the time, they were allowing us to do these mega agent offices. And everybody was moving to the Marietta Square. So I said, well, let's get a little office space. So I got this amazingly too big office space. It was bigger than I needed for four agents and two staff um, here on the Marietta Square. And, and at this point, you were still at Keller Williams and still a, like a team, like just but yeah. off-site. Okay. Yeah. So that year, um, that was in 2000, let's see, 2016, we ended up being number two top team in our county and we missed it by $60,000, which I was like, oh, I got a little waylaid opening an office, but um, it was a good year. And at the end of that year, uh, actually, that was 2015, at the end of the year, the agents came to me and said, you know, we should do something different um, because we never go to the KW office and kind of run our own show here. So why don't you open a brokerage? Now, if you would have told me three years ago that I was going to own my own brokerage, I would have said you were crazy. Like, it was never on my goal sheet. I never wanted, I never thought I wanted to do it. So I said, okay. <laughs> so we opened our own brokerage um, in, uh, let's see, that was March of 2016. So it was mm -hmm. myself. And honestly, I opened it for the wrong reasons. Because I opened it because my two top producers wanted me to. Hmm, interesting. And why did they want you to? Because I think they thought they didn't want to pay as much money. So it was, it, it was selfish for them. They, they thought if we leave the franchise, we leave the franchise fees. Yeah, so fast forward, 
Well, I did hire a coach through T3 Fellows because I realized right away I did not know how to run a brokerage. I knew how to be a real estate agent, but I never, nobody taught me how to run a brokerage. Yeah, absolutely. So wait a minute. So just because on this show, we love specifics um, and exact things that we can learn from. What is T3 Fellows? So um, T3 Fellows is an organization started by Stefan Swanepoel. Yes. Jack Miller. Yeah, good guy. I right. don't know Jack. I know Stefan. Jack helped open 400 Keller Williams franchises. So okay. he, he has experience. Um, also, they have mentors. So it you, I interviewed for two hours to get into this program. They wow. only take five people. They only took they took six. Ended up we had five after the first month. And so it is a in, very intense workshop coaching type program. So you have twice a month, you have a coaching call, individual coaching it's call. It's like a boot camp for people opening up their own brokerage. Yes. Hmm, interesting. But they, also, heard of that. Yeah. but they also coach like team leaders and franchise, people who are opening franchises as well. Okay. So uh, help me set, help you with your, comp- you know, looking at your comp- compensation plan, how it competes in the market recruiting, uh, core value, mission statement, goal planning. I mean, it was, it was, and then you go to Austin twice a week or twice a month for kind of a mastermind and they bring in mentors. So they brought Katie um, Beckus from Hawaii Life. They brought Jonathan Kaufman from Nest Realty and they're like our mentors. Hmm. It was awesome. It still was awesome. Their alumni program is great. So fast forward three months after opening my brokerage, my two top producers met with me and said they were leaving for the competition. (laughs) Go back to the franchise, right? (laughs) Wow. That's crazy. So they, so mm, that's, well, that's how life is, right? You know, that's how life is. And did they leave? It was, first of all, I mean, I felt so um, betrayed and sad. I mean, we had a relationship. I kind of felt like I had opened the brokerage for them and they were leaving Almost like they were partners. Yeah, and I think that was part of the mistake. I think I maybe presented this wrong. I think they thought they were going to have more of a partnership. Yeah, probably. Why else would they leave, right? And that's what, and that's kind of what they said. Um, but at the same time, there was no financial partnership involved. Yeah, that. sure. Okay. So, uh, but it was a good thing in the end because it forced me to look at the compensation plan because I just kind of molded my plan into the way it was at KW. So I was still the Connie Carlson team of Live Love Atlanta. And after that, I realized, and through my coaching, that I'm not a team leader of a big team anymore. I'm a broker. And that's a different hat to wear because as a broker, your job is to make sure your agents are successful. Yeah. And so I came up with a different compensation plan that would allow them to grow into success. But what I looked at was, you know, we were the team. And if you're on a team, typically, you, everything goes into the team's volume. And I wanted to create a way for them to get leads without being on a team so that they could build their database and build their sphere because that's where most of our business comes from while still, if they didn't have a sphere or they were just getting started, have a, a, a database of leads to call off of. So that's how we did it. So you created like um, a teamerage, as some people say. Well, not even that, right? Because 
hybrid compensation plan. A hybrid compensation plan. So can we talk a little bit about that? Like how, how would that work from, from an outsider? What does that look like? So it has morphed. Initially, we started off with a 70-30 split on any agent-generated transaction and a $15,000 cap. Um, but they could also, if it was brokerage generated, it was 50-50 split with no cap, but they got all the agent services, right? Yeah. Okay. But we changed that just this last month because I went to a T3 um, summit in Miami where they have like the top 200 most influential people in the world of real estate there. And, you know, the whole industry is changing. Um, it's changing how we charge our buyers and sellers and it's changing how brokers can get money you know back 20 years ago if an agent wanted to get business they had to have a broker a broker had the place of business you know the broker provided the technology nowadays agents they don't need their broker for technology if you go on facebook every time you go on facebook somebody's trying to sell you their technology so just like the agent's value as realtors is harder and harder to prove i think it's getting harder and harder for brokers to prove their value mm, that's this is a fascinating conversation so what do you do about it so is the only way you can win with with uh money like like great mm. financial you know great economic plans for them or you know and yeah so how do you win how do you combat that that's interesting well, I mean, I don't know if I have all the answers to that. Yeah, we're still working through it. <laughs> um, our competition that is growing the fastest is a low cost, uh, low services. Uh, so, and I've lost some agents to them because what's low cost, low services. So it's like a per deal type of deal, right? They pay five hundred bucks per deal. Uh, they're like six thousand cap, and in Atlanta, just so you know, Atlanta has FMLS's profit share back. So brokers get a check from our MLS, a pretty decent check every single month. Like our MLS charges 0.0012 uh, times the sales price on every transaction on each side. So I gave them one year $32,000 as an agent. Hmm. And then they profit shared probably half of that back to my broker. Hey guys, as you know, my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, has been a New York Times bestseller and a USA Today bestseller with over 30,000 copies sold to real estate agents and real estate investors alike. And uh, listen, I have decided to do something really special here. I am going to give away 200 copies. Yes, I'm going to give away 200 copies that I have. And all you need to do to get one is to go to freesixstepsbook.com. That's freesixstepsbook.com, all spelled out, S-I-X, stepsbook.com. And you can fill out a form, and all you need to do is pay the shipping and handling, and I'm going to send you that book absolutely free. My goal is for you to have this book, if you haven't read it yet, an absolute must for any real estate agent's library. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. Just go to freesixstepsbook.com and fill out the form and I will send it to you absolutely free.
So there's a benefit to being a broker, right? Is that yeah. you get that profit share because that thirty-two thousand—that's three thousand a month. That's crazy. That um, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, and, and that's a weird way that you know not all most don't do that, right? That's that's a crazy little. It's a it's scheme, a right? That's like it's really not. I don't like. It. And we have another MLS in our area that charges twenty dollars a month. That's it. And they offer the same thing. And they and and the same properties. Same properties. Okay, so why wouldn't everyone just go to that? Because the brokers. Because the brokers' economic model is based around them getting all yeah. this money from FMLS. That's the way I see it. Wow, huh? That's very interesting. Fascinating. Yeah, I mean, if I was an agent, truth be told, I wouldn't want to pay all that money to an MLS if I get it for twenty bucks a month. I mean. Why would I, right? Like, yeah, like, I can't believe there hasn't been a revolt. Really, the whole thing seems like a kickback political scam to me. You know, I mean, it yeah, just maybe so. something's uh, weird. Something's just not feels right about that. Okay, so let's talk about some nitty gritty here. So, okay, so how many agents do you have there at Live Love Atlanta? We now have twenty three agents. Okay, and um, are you doing business yourself? I am still doing. The line, like, yes, I'm doing so, a lot. Of business. Yeah, so you're doing a lot of business. So, so how much, um, like, like how many houses have, did were sold at Live Love Atlanta in the last twelve months? So far, two hundred twenty. So far this year, you mean? In the last twelve months. We last twelve months, yeah. Uh, two hundred twenty units. Okay, last twelve months. So you're selling twenty a month or so, and um, just out of curiosity, how many of those are Connie Carlson's? like that you were touching so just to give you kind of a historic perspective in 2006 i sold personally sold 72 houses and my team sold 150 in 2017 i went from 72 to 54 when i opened the brokerage the same team sold 150 this lot in the last 12 months i sold 31 so i continue to go down as my yeah. role and the team is at 220. Okay. So what, what would you say the GCI of the brokerage is or the teamerage is? So we have, hold on one second. Our GCI is about 1.9 million. Okay. And then what's your profit margin? We're at about a 44% profit. Well, our GCI, wait, no. When I look at commission, when I look at profit, so our total GCI is 1.9, mm -hmm. um, but we don't keep that. You know, a lot of that goes to the agents. Yeah, so that would be cost of goods. So. Right. so if you look at commission income compared to owner's net income, we're at a 44% profit right now. So you give out 56% to the agents, roughly, um, which makes sense, 70, 30%. 50% would be the expenses cost of goods sold i'd never run a different report for that most of right now i will tell you most uh my goal for this year is for the agent's commission income that the brokerage gets to cover expenses so that my commission income is pure profit hmm. that's my goal my second year into owning a brokerage because i mean would it be safe to say that like if someone were to open an they're a brokerage like yours that the first couple of years, you're not going to really make a profit after you pay the agents and, and pay all the expenses. That is very safe to say. 
Okay. That was um, the biggest aha moment for a lot of the agents that are brokers that were in T3 is they, it, people kind of think, and they, I think different areas have different ways of doing business. We have a very competitive market with low fees. So it's, I've got to add, I've got to get to 50 agents this year to start getting paid for being a broker, basically. Hmm. Okay. So at least you know, like some people come on the show, they don't know what the magic number is. So you figured out that the magic number is if you have 50 agents, you start profiting. And then every agent after that, you profit. Yes. And I wouldn't have been 50 agents if I hadn't dropped our cap from 15 to 6,000 this month. But I did a survey. I came back from Miami and did a survey with the agents to find out what's important to them. Because I thought here I was a successful agent and I had all these systems and all these tools and all this technology and it was all connected. It was all amazing. And I thought all the agents would want to join my company and would want to do all the same things I did. And that was bad thinking. And so I sent this very detailed survey to the agents and I wanted their honest feedback. Like how valuable do you find these things? Okay. So let's talk about this. So first of all, I want to talk about, uh, because I think everybody makes this mis- mistake, myself included, in, in other businesses I get involved in and in products that I create, quite frankly. You know, I've created some products for Rebus University, and I thought they would be the best thing since sliced bread, and very few people bought them, and comes to find out that that's not what they want, and I made a mistake of not asking. So I think it's great that you asked. So what did you find out when you asked what real estate agents want when they join a team or when they join a brokerage and what they don't want. So what our agents wanted, and part of this probably has to do with the way we're set up as a boutique. They want, they wanted, they still want small. They didn't want big. You know, they like, what they like about our brokerage is we are not 300 agents. We have a really tight knit family type environment that they love and they didn't want to lose that. So the environment, they also wanted uh, the branding and the reputation reputation that we have. We, we say quality over quantity. I mean, we excellence, we're not the transaction type broker. We are high service in brokerage. Um, but all the technology I was throwing their way was too much. They didn't want all that technology. They were like, we can't process all this. It's yeah. Okay, so what, what it, So tell me some specifics, right? Because so you went overboard with technology, and I love this conversation. What did you buy, first of all? What technology did you provide when someone came in and said, here, you got all this? Oh, it was so, it's, it's a complicated web, but basically we have Commissions Inc. that generates leads. Yep. We also have a curator platform. So we use Curator, which is a follow-up boss, CRM. Um, we teach them how to do Facebook ads, how to drive the leads into. We had like two systems that are both amazing. And I just have a hard time getting rid of one or the other because I like both of them. But the agents couldn't handle both of them. Yeah. So I said, we're going to take follow-up boss and off the table and we're just going to let you guys use commissions Inc. because their CRM is very powerful and it'll create, then we created this referral program. So basically they're all independent contractors. They're on a 70, 30 split. 
But if I give them a lead from Sync, which I'm paying for those leads, they give me back a 30% referral. Hmm. Okay. But they're building, you know, mm -hmm. they have to do the admin then. They didn't yeah. want the admin support either. Well, they wanted it. They just didn't want to pay for it. <laughs> so what did you do there? I showed them the checklist and said, here's the checklist and here's a list of virtual assistants that you can hire on your own if you need Yeah, them. right. I mean, it's hard because you want to coddle them and take care of them. But at the same time, those things cost money. And if you want a low fee, then, and we, we had a good you know, conversation. I just said, hey, these are the things you said you wanted. And these are the things you said you could do without. So we're going to do without those and drop your fees since you said that's more important. And what they say? Thank you. They said, thank you. They said, thank you. They were very, very. And I said, the one thing, one agent who's not here, sent me a text and it said, I heard you drop your fees. Why would you redo, why would you lower your standards like that? Whoa. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Who said I lowered my standards? The one thing I am not doing is lowering my standard. Like there is no lowering of the standard. Wait a minute. So wait a minute. So this is, this is an agent that was on your, in your brokerage, one of your 23 agents. No, this is an outside agent. Why did they care? Uh, because he always wants to know what I'm doing, <laughs> you know. You're like a friend. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Kind of a friend. Why did you lower your standards? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. You, you know, I've heard that before. Joe Rand came on a, a recent episode and talked about the same thing. At the end of the day, do the agents just want more economics? Now, the challenge is obviously when market shifts, you know, and then they then then they start asking Connie for more leads and asking Connie for more services and you know so it kind of well I guess I, you, you got to be able to pivot you know I'll give a shout out for Rebus you know for I'm an independent broker so when you look at your competition I could go to the Sotheby's route which is high services high you know everything and they're a fantastic company but as an independent broker I can't afford to do that. You know, I don't have the financial means to be that kind of company. And so finding Rebus was awesome because I'm able as a small brokerage to offer the kind of training you would get at a large franchise, if not better. Personally, I think it's better. Thank you. <laughs> everybody listen to that free plug there. Uh, so you, you're, you tell, tell everybody what you're doing. Um, uh, with the certified while we're talking about it because because it's good stuff like what you guys are doing with the courses well we we put on the chalkboard here i will tell you we put on the chalkboard like as the agents are finishing the classes to check it off when we first started and then we realized like this is a lot more robust training than we expected i think i i've been watching buyer agent training for a while and i'm still like <laughs> the way through so it's like it's gonna take us a year i mean you have to be intentional to finish it in a year. Absolutely, yeah. It's a lot. But you have court. You have uh, don't you have regular meetings where you where you do it together and then you have a party afterwards or something like that? Yeah, we have uh, our sales meetings are called pep rallies. So we um, the one thing I think on your questions like to get ready, you said what's one team system you're most excited about? Yes. So the one thing that we did a couple years ago, which was honestly a game changer in, in terms of culture was we got slack um i think i'm going to switch over to river which is a lot cheaper service that offers mm. basically the same thing 
Um, but the way we use Slack is we have, uh, it's an online chat system. Yep. It's free. Um, if you only have 10,000 messages in it, but you can get, we get to 10,000 every month. So yeah. we start paying for it, but we created channels and one of the channels we have is core values. So behind me, I have a list of all our core values. And as a leader, I came up with these core values and gave them a lot of, there was a lot of thought that went into them. And I've been with a lot of companies that have core values, but they're in the, you know, employee handbook and you don't really know what they are. Right. So yeah, right. They're I, cliches, right. They're just, they're yeah. just corporate stuff. So we create a core value and we have core value catchers. So if you see somebody exemplifying one of the core values, then you go on second and you shout out like, Hey, I saw Lauren doing something, uh, hashtag extraordinary yesterday. Da, 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 right. Oh, that's cool. Okay. And so at the end of the year at a Christmas party, when their spouses are there and everything, we give away a core value catcher award. So the person who caught the most people doing core values, nice. core value receiver award. And so you can ask any of the agents here. Like we, we'll talk about like one of our core values is gratitude. Mm. So we'll start our pep rally with a gratitude, you know, a gratitude. What are we grateful for? What are you guys happy about today? As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets newsletters that are sent out sphere of influence forms referral request forms and the list goes on and on if you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox that's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 So we've used Slack and also like for uh, broker questions. I, at my last brokerage, I'd see people going into the broker's office with questions behind closed doors. The questions were solved and I didn't learn anything from it. Hmm. So I wanted an open forum unless it was a private type question. Though a lot of broker questions and I was afraid to be a broker. I was afraid to own my own brokerage. Like, I don't know if I'm equipped to handle all this <laughs> problems. But really, most of the broker questions are simple. You know, they're not complicated. The agents yeah. don't know. So they post it on broker Q&A channel, and all the other agents can see and respond, and we have a communication about it. And then if there's something... Well, that's a good idea. So it's just a separate channel just for broker questions. Yeah, so we're training all the time. It's a real-time training. Yeah, so it's real-time training. So you can go in there and just watch. Yeah, yeah. and it's private, and that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and, and uh, the, the efficiency, talk to everyone about the efficiency because, you know, some people might be listening to it that, that are still, they still have a team that do emails with like 75 carbon copies on them and stuff oh like that. Gosh. Well, that is why we went to Slack because I was getting text messages and emails 
it, it was, I couldn't control it. Like I was losing track of everything. With Slack, like I just created a channel today um, called Referral Team for just communicating with the people who are on the referral team. We do, um, here's some other ideas for Slack. We do, and I'm looking at it, we have one called Things to Order. So mm. if we're out of paper the towels, order channel. Love yeah, it. out of paper towels or out of staples, you know, the staff can put it on there. Um, we have fun things for culture, like you can't make this up. So if you see something really crazy out in the field, or, you know, you get like that crazy text message, we'll post it on there. We have emergency contact. We had an agent who was in a car accident, and I've had another agent now outside the company call me on a Friday night at 1030 and said, hey, is this agent, she's part of your team, right? And I said, yeah. She said she was just in a head-on collision. They took her to the hospital unconscious. Well, I know she has two little kids and she's a single mom. I had no way of contacting anybody. And I was, I called every house. I was like panicked. Um, so after that, we did emergency contact. So the agents go in and give us a whole list of people to call, not just their spouse, but what if they're in a car accident with their spouse? You know, what about the neighbor? Or, so they're able to, to do that. It's just great. Definitely wow. recap when we do our, our sales meetings every other week, we recap on the pep rally uh, recap page. We also do record all our sales meetings on a private Facebook group as a live video. So the agents who can't make it can always see, you know, what's going on. So let me shift gears a little bit. Um, so, you know, if I'm looking at your 23 agents, what percent are men and what percent are women? <laughs> We're working on that. <laughs> we have, we have uh, two men. My husband just joined me six weeks ago. So before him, there was one guy. Yes, Adam. He, he's the self-proclaimed top-producing male in the company. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's awesome. And, and, and so how did that happen? Like, what, it, it, Was it just coincidence? Or? Well, him and his wife joined, and his, I actually helped his parents buy a house. And he came to a CE class we had. And, you know, I mean, but how did the whole, all the, the, basically a woman, a company of women, Right, like, I had, was that just coincidence that that happened, or? I think so. I think yeah. it was just coincidence, and then it started building steam, and I started getting like a little worried. I, I, I. It's not that I don't want to bring guys on. It just seems like there's a lot of women. I think our we maybe our brand is a little feminine too. Live Love Atlanta. Yeah. Um, oh, I get it. Okay. So. Uh, but the, the guys, my husband, like one of your questions was, was a, one of the best things they did. The best thing was when Dan quit his job, he's almost made half of his salary from the job he quit in six weeks. Oh, is that right? <laughs> so, so, okay. So he quit his job. He said, I'm going to become an agent, the second guy. And, uh, and he's doing it just, com just for, like, you know, like a newcomer. Yeah. Yeah, he has to sit out in the workroom. He doesn't have a job. <laughs> Good. <laughs> no special treatment. No. What other, like in, in this process, right, uh, you know, for anybody listening that might want to do the same thing you've done, like what's a failure that you've made that you could share that we can learn from? A barrier that we... A failure, failure. Failure. I think one of the failures was thinking like a team leader and not like a broker when I started. And by mm -hmm. that... You know, it's hard when you're the Connie Carl. And now, not to say there are brokerages that are totally built around a team concept. So I'm not, and they make a lot of money. So for me, 
for what I want to achieve, I want every single agent in my company to walk across the stage of the Cobb Board of Realtors, which means they have to be making at least $2 million a year. Like, I don't need, I'd love to have the number one agent in the county, but that's not my goal. My goal is that every single agent here is making a, a good living. Mm, I, don't, okay. I don't really want that where, you know, you have 10 agents that are making hundreds of thousand dollars and then you have 50 agents who aren't hardly making 30,000. And that's what I see in companies. Yeah. You know? So in order to do that, I needed to be really focused on building those people, just like this Zig Ziglar quote, if you build the people, they will build your business. So that's how I think. And I also think from the ground, like I tell them, we're leadership from the ground up, not the top down. So that's example. I did that survey. I wanted right. to love it. their feedback. And they say they really like that. If they have an idea or suggestion for the brokerage, I listen and we talk about it and decide if it's the right thing to do. That's great. Well, Kyle, let's wrap this up with our flagship question. And that is this. If I took you, let's say, with all that you know and all that you've learned, and I put you on a game show. Now, the game show works like this. I take nine other agents like yourself. I put you on an island. Now, the island has a lot of commerce. People are buying and selling things. Um, people are buying and selling houses. But the one thing that uh, you and the nine other agents have in common is that you know nobody. I give you each $1,000. I give you a laptop and a cell phone. And the agent that sells the most houses in six months gets a fat $5 million. How are you going to win that $5 million? I don't know anybody. I, would, it, I say it's a contact sport. So I just want to get in front of as many people as I can. So I would start with one going to one networking event every single day and meeting just people doing business and just getting on the phone. I would probably just start canvassing neighborhoods and finding people who are thinking about moving in the next three to six months and adding them to my list. It's a contact sport. You just got to get up and talk to people all day long. When it seems like when you start doing activities, it starts going. I also love the Facebook ads. I can get, um, if you write a uh, Facebook ad that's well-crafted, you can get anywhere from 100 to 300 people who will be interested in that. And if you respond, I'm using Agent Legend, and it's been great um, to get in conversation with these people quickly. And you'd be surprised how many people respond when we do it. There you go. Great advice. Great advice. Um, all right, cool. So as you know, everybody that comes on brings a free gift. And what we do with this gift is we will put it in your show notes. I am going to put it in hybendigital.com backslash Connie Carlson, C-O-N-N-I-E-C-A-R-L-S-O-N, hybendigital.com backslash Connie Carlson. I'm also going to put all of Connie's contact information. If you guys want to reach out to her, send some referrals over her way to Atlanta, Georgia, or just say hello and thanks for sharing. Uh, her contact information, social media stuff will all be on there, but also her free gift so, Connie, what is your free gift today? So, my free gift is actually a video which I show presenting how we do our CMA to sellers because we don't come with a predetermined price. We actually play a pricing game where they have to rank their competition based on just pictures, not price. 
and then we give them a picture of their house and they have to put their house where it fits in the stack and we have scripts and everything around it and then that way then we can say you know based on what you're seeing where do you think your house you know where do you think your house should be priced and their price we show them the price after they place their house in the stack so they have to say in between those two houses so yep. Oh, oh, that's really cool. So, so it's almost like a card game, right? Yeah. And you put the cards of the competition, and but do you put the competition's price? No. So I tell them the hardest so without the price yeah. house is you have a in your head. You you're emotionally attached. You know how much you have into it. So if I show you the price of these comps, it's the only thing you're going to look at. So I'm taking price out of the equation. I want you to look at features and and square footage and things like that and place them in order from highest to lowest based on those things because those are the things the buyers are looking at so so you cut out the price or you black yeah. out the price and then i give them a picture of their house with the same information the same factual information i say now where do you fit in the stack and they put it in the middle of the stack or somewhere in the stack and then i then i write the price out for each comp and i say so now if you were a buyer today based on what homes like yours are currently selling for, what would you feel comfortable paying for your house for wow. this? What a great idea. What an amazing idea, right? You've gamified the process. They love right. it too. They're like, they want to know how good they did. You know, like, did we get it right? <laughs> I love it. So you're going to provide us with the, the tools that you use for that. Just, yeah, the video of how I actually do it. Oh, the video. Oh, okay. So, okay. Well, I guess we could do that. We could put the video there. All right, cool. And also put that in the agent success toolbox, guys. If you go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox, you can find that there or text the word toolbox to 444-999. Connie, this has been incredible. Thanks so much for coming on today and sharing. It's been my pleasure. Thanks. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.